Hi, I'm Jim Raffle. Welcome to this episode of the Dye Subcast, your source for interviews and information related to dye sublimation printing and color technology. I'm here as almost always with my co-host Shelby. Thank you, Jim. My name is Shelby Sapusik, and thank you to our listeners today. Before we get to the episode, we want to tell you about our iPhone app spec check. It was recently released in the Apple Store for just $9.99. It's a color verification app that works with the NYX measurement device. We worked with the great people at NYX and our software developer, Hal4D Consulting, to create this app. And what's great about it is that it's easy to use and gives you a quick snapshot of your verification using Delta E and visual data. If you want to find out more about it, go to colorcasters.com slash spec check. That's colorcasters.com slash S-P-E-C-K-C-H-E-C-K. And this week, Jim is in Indianapolis for the Rapscom trade show, which is part of Graphics Pro Expo or GPX. This show focuses on vinyl wrap professional services like vehicle wraps. So it's not really die sub related, but we found that every time we've attended a trade show, and I think Jim, you would agree with this, there's, you know, it might be focused on one portion of the print industry, but we can find something or learn something that can be applied to another part. So I'm excited to hear about your experience so far. So tell us what you're doing there. And I know you're helping out in the booth, right? I am helping out in the booth. So let me just start with that real quick. Um, thanks to our friends at Printing United Alliance, specifically Ray Weiss. We are in the PDAA, I think is the correct uh, yeah. abbreviation booth num- number 134 which is uh the their professional wrap app applicators uh group and so they do they do training and then they provide uh certifications and testing for people who do vehicle wraps and architectural wraps like wallpaper you know uh, those types of things um floor floor decals all of that stuff so it's kind of cool um just some tie-ins to what we were already talking about um you mentioned uh spec check i have been walking around all day this is just so everyone knows we're recording this thursday afternoon so it's just just day one of the show just ended um i happened to have been here last year which this was one of the first in-person shows in our industry last year after covid um and the show is at least twice as big um just i feel like people are much more comfortable um you know i, I hate the to say normal there is no normal but it felt it felt like the the old days of trade shows in many many ways still probably a little little light on traffic but i you know good crowds good crowds and a lot of interaction um also related to some things you already t- sort of talked about the nicks mini and spec check um i had the nicks actually i didn't have the mini i had the nicks spectro around my neck shelby you would be so proud of me i know that you're usually the one who does that at shows but I had it around my neck all day because I wanted it handy and I kept, um, I'm wearing a purple shirt today and I kept to demonstrate how spec check works. I kept measuring my purple shirt and showing them uh, what colors that was in the uh, color library that we had stored in spec check. And honestly, it started some, some very interesting conversations with people because it seems like more and more people have serious concerns about spot colors and how to, how to match them or know that they can match them. Um, you know, things of that nature, ver- verifying them and, and, and things along those lines. Um, you mentioned that it's a rap show and it, 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 it's not so much a rap show as the, the Graphics Pro Expos, there's several around the country each year and two of them have the RapsCon component. And all that really means is that they're doing uh, rap contests and rap skill tests. And so that while that's a significant part of the show, believe it or not, Shelby, there is some dye sublimation equipment on the floor. And I, I'm going to tell you something I saw a ton of 
in one booth alone, uh, one of the big, I think it's JDS suppliers or something like that, they had um, tumblers, like these stainless steel tumblers and other forms of tumblers for dye sublimation. And they were like, okay, it's maybe not half, a quarter to a third of their booth was was tumblers. Um, and so, you know, and we've been, as people know who follow us might know, we've, we've started making tumblers and coffee mugs and, um, and we've been told that tumblers are just huge. And, and I, I'm, I'm beginning to think they are, that it's just a, it's a huge opportunity and a huge market segment that our, our listeners should be looking at if they aren't yet. Um, you know, we, we got into it because we felt like it was growing and we wanted to understand uh, how to make tumblers and what color management issues might come around tumblers and things of that nature. Um, but yeah, take, take a look at tumblers. That, that would be one big thing. Um, and then uh, the skills competition made me think that, you know, we all need to brush up on our skills. We all need to certify our skills when we can, which, you know, that requires testing. And, you know, the dye sublimation space, there's not a lot of, uh, there's not a lot of opportunity for that. And, um, you know, one thing that people can do is, is get some kind of color management training, which we can get people more information on if they want it. And, and that's, that's a starting point. And just look for ways to standardize the, the, the procedures and processes you do until there's some, some better skills testing and competitions that, that revolve around dye sublimation. Because I think it might be just about time for something like that in our space. Yeah. That's an interesting idea. Um, it's funny that you talk about tumblers and you know, I've been thinking, what should we bring to the shows this year that where we're going to be in a booth? And, you know, we mentioned making coffee mugs and I wonder if we should bring tumblers too. I don't know. Well, since we have lots and lots of um, t-shirts, I, I think we're bringing t-shirts. <laughs> hmm. That's a good idea. I think we'll have some, I think we'll have some vapor apparel, solar fabric t-shirts in, in Las Vegas for anyone who, uh, who shows up there and may, maybe even at uh, another show we're doing in July, which we'll talk more about as it gets closer. So. so I need to come up with some t-shirt designs is what you're saying. Yeah. Well, someone actually suggested if we take them to Vegas, do some kind of like a Vegas um, skyline shot with our logo incorporated um, and maybe even the, the show logo so that it's all tied together. Right. And I think the, what we're talking about right here is a good, some good advice for our listeners too. I mean, find ways to stand out, you know, um, like we started making these new business cards this year that are aluminum that we're using for dye sub that we're handing out at trade shows. And what's great about them is that they're different and they stand out. And I'm actually um, creating some, it's lawn care, landscaping business cards for a friend of mine right now. And, you know, when I showed him the samples, he was just like, wow, these are just outstanding. And I did like three separate versions and he goes, can you just make me a variety pack? Cause I like all three. And I was like, sure. You know, <laughs> cause you know, it's still just one file. So, but it's something that he feels like he can just knock on doors and hand out and he's going to stand out. Yeah. yeah I, I, I know that. And I decided to do a little bit of a test this, this show I am handing out our metal ISO business cards and I'm not saying anything. And, and about a third of the people kind of flip, click the card with their finger and go, wow, this is, this is cool. And the rest of them just, you know, put it in the stack, but I still think it stands out. Even if they don't say something, 
I still think it stands out because it, it, I, I kind of watch the way they receive the card and they, they do tend to look at it a little differently. Like just, it feels different and, and they're trying to figure out what's different about it, even if they aren't bringing it up. So uh, we just went to the ISA Expo in Atlanta, the ISA Expo show. And I'm just wondering, I, I know ISA Expo was bigger, I'm sure, than this show, but what are, how does your experience compare so far to that show? Interesting question. Um, uh, full disclosure, I hadn't read this far down in the script and I didn't know this question was coming. Um, so, ISA is a show very focused on the sign industry. And yes, you're right, it was much, much bigger. Uh, but it's similar in that there's an educational component. And I was, I was interested to see, I didn't attend any of the education sessions, but I was interested to see that there was a full slate of education sessions here and that it looked like they were, there were people going into those rooms. I didn't really look at the crowds. So I, I think that that's a similarity, the focus around education. And I think that two years of COVID, there's a pent up demand for education, especially in education that's low cost or free. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I was I was impressed with that, that similarity, the, the, the gravitation towards education. That's always a good thing. Um, the, the floor traffic, I think, you know, again, I was, I was pleasantly surprised. I'm not saying I went like more people, but I was pleasantly surprised with the traffic at both shows. Um, I was also noticing that, you know, just as ISA, most people there, you know, they always, we always say in, in this business, are they tire kickers or buyers, right? Um, these are buyers. These are not people just coming to wander the, wander the, the rows and look at stuff. It's, we're, we're in a, a, a cycle within the business cycle that is at trade shows, at least I, I'm finding the people there are ready to make purchases and make decisions. I can attribute that to a bunch of things. Um, you know, one is travel expenses, as you and I both know. I mean, it's, it's this is kind of a regional show, but still some people drive here and they have to get a hotel and all those things. So it's expensive. But as you know, trying to fly anywhere right now costs a fortune. I mean, it, it's 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 out of this world. So it means that anybody going is a decision maker and they're not dragging along people who just they're bringing along just to say, hey, you know, let's get out of the office. Let's let's get a little exposure to the industry. That kind of stuff's not happening. The people there are all the decision makers. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if that answers your question. I, I, I can't really come up with any, any differences per se, um, because I think it's, you're right. It's just a, this was a smaller version of ISA in many ways. OK, so you mentioned the tumblers. What other interesting things have you seen at the show that you weren't expecting? I wasn't expecting. Um, Honestly, nothing because I was just at ISA, so yeah. it's um, you know I think anything that would have been new I would have seen at ISA. Um, you know, I, I mean, kind of just a cool thing. We're next to we're next to a booth. Well, no, this is no okay. This, there's a time here, so we're next to a booth, and this booth has tools, and the tools are tools of a of a wrapper, of a vehicle wrapper, and so it's a lot of these squeegee type tools and. Um, and this this heat tape that you can wrap around the end of a heat gun and when it's on the end it won't like, like it doesn't get hot so people don't get burned and so i was like well that's a, that's a cool safety thing and i immediately thought about die sub and all the exposed hot surfaces we have in this industry that maybe we could we could wrap up with this tape right i mean and so it's, it's not like an instant oh my god this is a brilliant idea but it's like 
it's looking at things sometimes that you see and going, well, maybe the way they're using it is cool, but doesn't apply. But what if we wrap that lead edge of the heat press that gets hot and I've touched a couple of times and almost burned myself. What if we wrap that in this tape? Because that, that edge doesn't really do anything for, for transferring. Right. And so that kind of stuff. And that, but it, I'm just amazed at the variety and the, just the number of tools that a wrapper has to have to really do their job well. And taught, this guy was the founder of this company. And we were talking about how when he started, there were like three tools and they were, none of them were designed for the industry. They were, they were like a, uh, a like a spatula for spreading um, wall putty. And he said, a lot of the other things came out of kitchens and they were like really meant for cake decorating. I'm like, oh my God. And this isn't that long ago. This is like 20 years ago. And so he was one of the, he started one of the first tool companies that creates these these squeegees that are just really cool and this tape and handles for the squeegees, just really really neat stuff. And and it made me think about dye sublimation and what you know what tools do we have right? I mean, like right off the bat, I think of gloves. We have in both our labs we have different si different types of gloves depending how hot the things are going to be that we're touching. But we always almost always have gloves on when we're handling things going into and coming out of heat presses. Um, I think for me, the exception is socks. I don't worry about it. Um, they've just, they've just never seen that hot, but, um, you know, what other tools that, you know, the, the heat tape we use, all of those things, you don't think they're important until you don't have them. And, and then, you know, what we just, his, his whole booth was organized with get this Shelby, a, um, a rolling tool bench with drawers. And I thought, yeah, exactly. Which is what, you know, we just bought one for you. We just bought one for the lab in, in my house and to have all the tools organized, you know, in a drawer or multiple drawers. So they're easy to find and you know where they are and, and you're not searching for tools when you need them. Yeah. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's amazing. Like what I said at the beginning of this episode is basically what you're just proving right now is that, you know, trade shows, you know, even if you feel like, gee, what am I doing here? Is this really the focus of what I do? There's always learning opportunities at these things. And I love the education part of trade shows. I love the networking too, but you know, I just always learn something new every time I go. Mm -hmm. yep. so, is there anything else you want to tell us about RapsCon? No, I think that's enough. It's been a long day. I've been talking all day. <laughs> <laughs> Understand you still have another day tomorrow. So um, to our listeners, thank you for listening to today's episode of the Dice Subcast. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest, or if you have any questions about spec check, you can email me at shelby at colorcasters.com or jim at jim at colorcasters.com. Take us out, Shelby. Thank you. Um, you can also find our company, Colorcasters, on various social media networks or channels. On Twitter, we are just at Colorcasters. On Facebook and Instagram, we had to add an LLC. So we're Colorcasters LLC. And besides publishing episodes of the Die Subcast there, we share information and experiences from our color management consulting. And like today, I, I shared a picture on, I think, Twitter from um, the, the actual rap competition. I think it's under my personal account, but I'm sure Shelby will reshare it under the, the company account as well. And we hope you will connect with us and join in those conversations because it makes social media more fun. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Die Subcast. And remember, we publish a new episode almost every Friday. So we'll see you again next week.